Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. My next guest is Cornelia Principe. She's the uh, producer, or one of the producers on the new film, Prey. That's uh, Prey, P-R-E-Y, not P-R-A-Y. This is a film that you're going to need to see. It's available on TVO. It's on iTunes. It's, it's going to be available globally soon in the not-so-distant future. It's a film that won uh, the Rogers uh, uh, Festi- uh, Hot Docs uh, Award, Audience Award for Best Doc in 2019, and it's it's I'm, I'm going to say it's a, a haunting, uh, compelling, important, challenging, and yet hopeful film uh, about a about a sexual abuse in 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 the Catholic Church. And it's it's as I said, it's a it's a film that needs to be seen, and 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 it's a story, and it, there are a series of stories that need to be told. And and um, so look it up and 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 listen in. Uh, Cornelia and I have a great conversation uh, about the issues. We talk about the film. We talk. We talk about the specifics of it. We talk about uh, about this brotherhood and and how is it that something like this can go on for for such a, a long time? This notion of complicity and 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 just not having the the ability to push back, the guts to actually step in and 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 and, and say something and do something. More importantly, I mean, if if our ideas and our thinking don't lead to action, then. They're not all that significant. We talked about um, how change is, you know, maybe going to come from within uh, the church, but about how there's going to have to be, you know, external oversight. We talk about shared guilt and trauma, and we talk about consequences and responsibility, and and how this story, you know, probably couldn't have been told uh, uh, 20 years ago. We talk about empathy, and 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 we wind up the interview uh, by talking about sharing in someone else's pain, and this is something that comes up in the film, and 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 and. and comes up in this whole story and, and I mean I would think that uh, I'd like to think that face to face and and you know my project has been trying to create this I've talked about it before but this idea of listening and empathizing with others and so we wind up the interview we wind up our interview there uh, talking about this idea of, of shared pain 
comes out in the film. Uh, that's kind of what this is all about, how to step into somebody else's shoes. So, so stay tuned. Coming right up, uh, Cornelia Principe and uh, talking about uh, her new film, Prey, uh, directed by Matt Gallagher. Uh, don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about my writing and, and speaking. You can get a copy of uh, Real Changes Incremental there. Order it through Amazon um, soon. I think you should. Uh, and um, if you'd like to get behind the work I'm doing on Face to Face, you can do that and support us financially through uh, Patreon. Uh, look us up there, and if you'd like to advertise, or um, you know, uh, there's a and there's a variety of ways of doing that actually. If you've got ideas for guests, please reach out to me. Uh, we've got a newsletter. We've, we're getting a lot of people visiting our site on a monthly basis. We're out there. We're over, over well over two and a half million downloads, and it's exciting and it's growing. And we're going to be doing some live on stage live conversations in 2020. I'll be telling you more about that. So stay tuned for that and look for that. Sign up for the newsletter, share it with your friends and family. Um, and if you can't do any of those things, uh, you know, if you could come on board and uh, review uh, the show, put put something up there on iTunes and hopefully it's going to be positive, but you know, I'll leave that to you, but we'd really appreciate that. And, um, and then of course, don't forget face to face also appears on rabble, rabble.ca. Uh, for a whole host of other uh, writers and thinkers and bloggers and, and, and podcasters there. Uh, news for the rest of us, that's rabble.ca. But right now, uh, coming right up to talk about uh, their award-winning film, uh, Prey, that was at Hot Docs last year, uh, Cornelia Principe, uh, coming right up. Stay tuned. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest here uh, with us today. Uh, Cornelia Principe is here to talk about uh, a film that she's produced and been a, a huge part of called Prey, uh, available on TVO here in Canada, iTunes in the U.S. We're going to talk about all of that stuff and a whole lot of, uh, I would imagine, a whole lot of, of other stuff as well. So, Cornelia, <laughs> thanks for joining us today. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, David. Glad to be here. So, so why don't we just step right in? Yeah. Um, uh, you, you, uh, this film uh, directed by Matt Gallagher won won the Rogers uh, Audience Award for Best Doc uh, 2019. Must be uh, pretty thrilled about that. I'd love to hear a little bit about your experience at Hot Docs, and maybe you can, you know, roll into that a little bit of context around the film before we, you know, step into talking about some of the issues. But the film is Prey, and by the way, congratulations! It's Thank you. Important, um, compelling, and frankly troubling. Uh, documentary on some levels uh, yeah. I can say that and yet felt like you guys have really not only moved the conversation forward but felt well th there were some victories right and, yeah. and some real pushback against this massive institution so yeah. anyway I'd love to hear some more about that Cornelia and yeah. tell us about the award and, and all that good stuff too well I mean just getting into hot dogs is always thrilling and um, it was sort of uh, like the cherry on top at, at finishing the film we finished it literally days before its premiere and interestingly enough the day that it premiered at hot dogs April 26th was the one-year anniversary of the end of the trial that we documented. So there was sort of this kismic sort of connection between finishing the filming and having it screened at hot dogs before a live audience and having it be exactly one year to the day of when the trial was concluded. So we were just thrilled to be at hot dogs, obviously. And, but as, and we hadn't screened the film with a public at all. Cause we literally just, just finished it days before Right. So when the response that we got at screenings and being in a theater with people was, uh, it was really powerful. Um, it was really powerful that people were responding to it. So 
Um, and that happened at each screening. And so when we were looking like we were a very popular film with the audience, we kind of, uh, that sort of reinforced that idea that we're actually, people are hearing it and people you're are on, feeling you're, it. You were onto something. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting that, that you, you were saying it's a heavy film and it is a heavy film, but one thing that uh, struck us and what we felt too was that people actually came away feeling inspired by the film. Right, right. And I think that's kind of what I meant. I mean, yeah. one of the things I wrote when yeah. I was kind of scanning my notes here and yeah. at some of the highlights, one of the last things I wrote was victory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe small V, but. but I know. Small. And I think most people would be were surprised right. that that's how they would come away with from the film, but to me that was in a sense why we got the audience award because I think people felt that this not only moved them but also inspired them to maybe do something or to think about it or to talk about the issue, or uh, like sort of walk feeling a sense of hope in a weird right. way, you know. Right, right. Um, because Maybe you wouldn't expect that from a, a topic like this at all. No, yeah, yeah. Well, tell, and tell us about that. I mean, it kind of, you know, sort of implied in the title, Prey, yeah. uh, and not P-R-A-Y, by the way, yeah. so, um, that for those of you who haven't seen it. So definitely look at uh, look up the film uh, and, and available uh, through TVO, as mentioned earlier. We'll talk maybe a bit more about that. But mm-hmm. yeah, tell us about the Bazillion Fathers. I mean, the line that, that near the beginning of the film, they, they knew and did nothing yeah i mean mean, this i mean for me this is the 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 oppressive and the speaking truth to power that that troubling portion yeah yeah and many many other stories yeah well one of the most haunting parts of the film for me was the video of the perpetrator father hod marshall as he basically talks about his experience being a priest and he readily admits to uh all the abuse he did and he also basically lays out what the defense was, and I'm using air quotes, their defense, both the Brazilians and the individuals, is that they didn't know any better, apparently. They right. thought this was a, you know, a moral failing, and if they just went and they prayed and they confessed that it would be better, that it would be okay. So it was, it was shockingly uh, naive, uh, and but also, I think it was that was just a way uh, that was a rationalization for what they were doing. I think a big part of it, obviously, is they didn't want to um, sully the, their the, their name, so they right. didn't want it out there that all these priests were abusing. They had to hide it because what was most important is to protect the institution, protect the name, protect the brand, however terminology you want to use. And so they hit it, and, uh, silent, and silent, silent for fifty-five years. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's not just the I mean, Brazilians is 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 one community within the Catholic Church, right. but I mean, right. it's replicated throughout the church, all the way across for decades. This was going on, um, and most people uh, hit it. If they knew about it, they just sort of sent the priest quietly away, either to another another location, or to you know a, a respite for a month or two, and they would do some praying, and then they'd send them back. They just, um, you know, it was it's it's actually shocking, and I, I mean we're hearing more and more about this across North America and certainly across the world that this was happening on all over and over again, and so the Brazilians, I think weren't doing anything different than any other religious community, frankly. They were 
uh, protecting their brand and they were protecting each other. So mind boggling when you put it that way, protecting their brand is just brand is just so disturbing. Yeah, I know. So many levels for, for so many reasons, it seems to me. I know, I know. And you know, the, the thing is, is that this, they, what kills me is I, I still don't, I, I still find it hard to wrap around, around my head around the idea that, that these men, these priests are supposed to be, uh, you know, the, the, you know, Jesus on, in, on the ground. They well, are supposed know, to be. You know, Cornelia, you should yeah. know the truth and the truth will set you free. Yeah. Well, and, and also that they're supposed to be holy men. Right. Literally, they're supposed to be holy men. They're supposed to be, they're supposed to be better than the rest of us. They're supposed to be examples to follow. And the fact that they, what they were doing, um, that it just makes it all the worse, you know? I mean, uh, they were so, criminals. They were criminals. They exactly. were, you know, wolves in sheep's really, clothing. Rob, yeah. Rob really seems to get a great deal of pleasure out of, out of reminding everyone. Yes. Uh, uh, Rob the priest hunter, right? Yes. The uh, lawyer is on a mission for sure. He is absolutely on a mission. And let's yeah. hope he's on a mission, you know, uh, from God. Let's, let's hope he really is because I mean, what, you know, what's, you know, what's mind boggling to me was near the beginning of the film. And I don't remember who, um, it was a report on, uh, the, the perpetrator Marshall, mm-hmm. um, I believe it was anyway. And, and his great interest in boys quote makes him neglect yeah. his theological studies. I know. And, like you can't even, I mean, you can't write that in, in I know. fictional perspective. I know. Yeah. I know. It's, there was just so many of those kind of moments where you think, Oh my gosh, how could they, you know, it's just, it was pretty unbelievable. Um, but yeah, that's the truth. So, so, so Rob says it's all about money for the Catholic Church, right? Yeah, I think right. that's his theory. I think that's part it's, of his theory. I think yeah, I'm not sure if I completely agree with right. all about money. I think p- protecting the brand is as important. Yeah. Um, you know, the two might be connected, but I think there's a certain um, that's an aspect. Um, so uh, the money thing, I think, is important. But to me, from my perspective, from what I've seen, I think probably protecting the brand is and protecting each other. It's like a brotherhood to you know, literally a brotherhood. Right. Um, I think that is probably from my, from, in my opinion, equal, equally uh, uh, an issue. So I want to, I want to ask you about that protection and that mm-hmm. brotherhood like protection for, for mm-hmm. is it, is it about the money for Rob? I mean, you, you bring, you know, you yeah. do, there's, a, there's a really interesting editorial moment in the film or a yeah. narrative moment in the film. <laughs> The car being delivered, which the just, Tesla, oh, it's not <laughs> loud, right? I know. So you know, and and he's a character, right? Yeah, he's, he's great. Is. Yeah, I, he I, is. I, yeah. I interviewed, um, I interviewed Gabe Polsky this year for his film Red Penguins, and uh-huh. oh, he's going to kill me. But the 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 lawyer who play who's a part of the film, we really hit it off. I can't remember his name right now, but what a character! And yeah. you know, a movie should be made about this guy. You know, yeah. we had so much fun and a great sense of humor. And I sort of felt the same way with Rob a little bit. But 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 would you say he is on a mission? I mean, is it is it is it is it hopefully not just about the Tesla? Uh, it's not just about the Tesla. Yeah, yeah, absolutely not. I mean, the reason we had that in there is to show that you know he's actually making a good living doing this. <laughs> but uh, and he's and the money he's making is because there are so many perpetrators oh, out there. Man. I mean, that's part of it. That's the horrifying um, thing, right? So, yeah. So, uh, 
But I think that he is absolutely on a mission. I don't think you could do this work unless you were committed to it because he hears um, and sees so much awful stuff. It's Ooh, like yes. being like a therapist, you can imagine, but not necessarily being trained to be one. So I think he's certainly on a mission. Um, and he's making a good living at the same time. And I, I think he would probably, if he could, you know, uh, bankrupt them so that there was nothing, you know, I mean, he would probably be fine with that, right. bankrupt the church. Um, but no, I think, uh, you know, we also had to show that he's making a good living, sure. that he's mm-hmm. not uh, doing it for free. He's certainly getting paid and he's getting paid by the church, by the Brazilians, okay. by everybody. He's uh, all those institutions that he's, uh, he's suing. It's, it's disturbing to me, you know, to your point earlier about about these holy men and, and the church and so on and, and mm-hmm. what it what it should represent prescriptively and I would think what most and and, and I was so gl- glad that you brought in you know near the end of the film the um, oh I can't remember his name is it uh, the father of the the, the, the last father Restivo Restivo yeah. thank you yeah. Maurice Restivo. Maurice yeah, yeah. Um, that 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 here was a human being here was yeah. a man who was really actually trying to connect trying to heal trying to say how can i you know how can i share how can i help how can yeah. i step into this and yeah i i think one of the one of the more profound moments in the film for me and i think this is i think it's frankly a fear of all of us but but rod says something about that what this left with me this ptsd like traumatic thing that left with me was this overwhelming sense of feeling of not being worthy yeah and isn't i mean i just i'm getting goosebumps right now yeah i think about that and for me that's what that was the great leveler for me i i mean i haven't been through this kind of traumatic abuse yeah, but boy, there's all kinds of time. I mean, aren't we all just waiting to be found out as frauds on some Yeah, level, yeah, know? it's such anyway. a profound yeah. uh, statement to say, and I think yes, I agree. We can all relate to it, um, but I think the victims of sexual abuse feel ultimately so hollowed out by that experience mm-hmm. that um, they feel. Uh, shame and sullied by it and somehow therefore not worthy of love not worthy of success and that's Mm -hmm. that's a lifelong thing to struggle with you know um it's really uh heartbreaking it it is heartbreaking and and i know and i'd love to hear your thoughts on this too because i would imagine you've you've had many conversations with rob about this and and even that glorious moment of walking out of the church when they you know near the or sorry out of the courtroom near the the uh the film and mm-hmm. oh what a win and look at them and, and it all comes down to a number and i mean that's I a massive sweeping generalization because it isn't just about the number and it's no. not just about the money yeah but it's it's kind of sad to me in a way that that's how they're measuring the success in 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 cases like these yeah you know, to some yeah. degree at least yeah well that's the system we have mm. you know uh civil suit is about money um and yeah, and it, there's a weird idea that you can actually put a number on the um, right. on the abuse. And you know, there's another uh, part of the film which, for me, is probably one of the, the the most the thing that always gets me. I almost start to cry every time I see it. And that's when you see all the other victims and mm. their portraits, and you see how much money they got. Right. Yes, that montage sequence. Yeah, and yeah. that um, you know, as it was an edit that we realized this putting a number to each of these and the fact that they were all settled out of court sort of reinforced this idea that there is this, this number of value, but ultimately it's 
the, the, the number value is almost irrelevant because you saw these kind of wild numbers all over the map from 20,000, 28,000 to 950,000. And the suggestion was, I guess, if you had more money, you were abused for longer or something kind of crazy like that. It's not necessarily the case. But, right, right, sure. Um, but yeah, the value of the money, that was something that um, when Matt started the research is what really attracted him to the story, this idea that they could actually quantify. Oh, interesting. Um, you know, because the idea for, you know, going back to the beginning of when we started making the film, uh, Matt and I have been talking about making a film about clergy sex abuse for about 10 years now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Matt grew up Catholic. Um, his, his parents are very devout Catholics and still are. In fact, his father was in the seminary for a couple of years before he oh, left, okay. before he left to marry, um, marry Matt's mom. And they had friends who were priests, and they, you know, they were very involved in the church. Uh, and about 12 years ago, they started hearing about different priests and priests that Matt knew who were, who were convicted of sexual abuse. And so everything started coming out both around the world, but also more personally for Matt when he started hearing about particular people. And that's when he also heard about um, Patrick's story as, as a victim. So... We were talking about this film for years and years, but we just Matt didn't know how to tell it mm. and wasn't sure what angle. And it was sort of like it seemed like everything was historical. And how do you, you know, how do you tell the story in a fresh way to bring something new? Right. And then um, about two years ago, he thought, well, he uh, we were talking again about it, and he said, well, I'm going to call Patrick and just talk to Patrick and find out more about his story. Maybe there's, maybe there's something here that we can document. And he called Patrick and went down to Windsor where Matt grew up, where Patrick also lives and uh, had a three hour coffee with him. And that's when Matt started hearing about the lawsuits. So the criminal cases for the most part, at least with this particular priest and with Patrick had was behind, behind them, but there were these civil suits that were still ongoing. And so at that point, Patrick said, well, you can meet my lawyer, Rob Talek. He's in London. And so Matt got on the phone and within a week, Matt met Rob Talek, uh, Rob Talek and, and knew right away that this was an interesting angle that hadn't been right. explored. And Rob said, well, I actually happen to have this client who's actually going to, looks like he wants to go to trial and it's happening in two months. And so uh, we thought, oh my God, there's a story. And we met with uh, Rod, and Rod uh, had a couple of days to think about whether he wanted to participate in the documentary, and then he said yes. And that's uh, how it started. With So within weeks of that initial phone call to Patrick, we were filming the documentary. So it's it all amazing. came to very quickly. Yeah. It's amazing that it, it's the conversation that you guys have been having for so many years and, yeah. and thinking about just finding the right way to approach it. Yeah. It's, it. yeah, it's a really heavy topic too. And it's not mm. the kind of thing you sort of walk into no. without sort of really being ready. And uh, I think that the, the way into this story with the civil suits uh, gave it a framework where you could also deal with the heavier parts in a way that um, felt manageable, I guess, maybe. Would you, would you call yeah. Matt um, more of a filmmaker in, with respect to Prey or a journalist? Filmmaker, for sure. Yeah. 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 Cause it, yeah. What's, inter what's interesting about the film to me is, is there is a journalistic edge to it in a, from a sort of an investigative, I suppose, point of view but not 
not to the, not a 2020 kind of approach. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. So, so stylistically, yeah. it's very different. And yet there's these layers that just keep getting peeled back, uh, yeah. not just from a narrative perspective, but from factual, historical, yeah. this is important stuff. We need to know it, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's just, uh, and, and we talked earlier before the recording, uh, before we hit the record button, there's something about documentary film there too, I think, right? It's just such a layered way to tell stories yeah. and some yeah. ways of stepping into something. Yeah. And, and every project is different. And when you start mm. out, you don't necessarily know how you're going to tell right. it. I mean, we were filming the court case. So all that verite scenes that you see, sure. yep. that was filmed before we we did any interviews, really. Um, I think Matt did one interview with, with Talek to, do, to record the opening, his opening, so we could use it just to get an idea of the style. But right. um, we had sort of all that, we had sort of like the, the, the narrative of the film in the can actually before we even got any money. <laughs> it, was, it, you, it was it was sort of the quickest from beginning to end that for any of our projects. Usually we take a long time to develop and find subjects. And, oh, by the way, can I know. just ask you an earlier yeah. question? I, I wanted to say, how did you get into hot dogs when you were still <laughs> finishing off the film? Still finishing the film. We yeah, said yeah, to, yeah, we yeah. Said to, well, we said yeah, to Rough Cut. Which, which, yeah, no. Oh, well, yeah. we sent them a rough cut, and yeah. also, yeah, we've also had uh, uh, quite a few films that. Uh, this is our. Oh, okay. So, so right. together, right. this was I think our fourth featured hot dogs, and we've also both independently had films at hot dogs. So they knew us, and we said right. basically right. we're sending you a rough cut. It's, it's not the French film. You know, a couple of days out, you're still. Yeah. Still yeah. We were literally in the online, I think it was the Monday and, and it was, it screened on the, on the Friday. So back um, to your comment earlier about brotherhood and, and, and holy men and, and the unbelievable like nature of this story, you know, there's a line, somebody, and I think it was uh, a priest hunter, or, or I think it was Rob who said this, this could have been stopped if anyone had any guts. Yeah, that what? was that was the journalist. That was Mary Ormsby said that. Yeah, Mary Ormsby. Yeah, that's that's what's most I think most astounding to me. You know, it's the it's the Rosa Parks kind of moment. Somebody needs to move to the back of the bus at some yeah. point, and how yeah. come it took so long? And 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 I think that's the question. I think so many of us are asking when we see when we read these stories. How come we haven't heard about this, you know, sooner? And what what other questions are raised as a result of this? So yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of a mind-boggling yeah. notion yeah. when you talk about things like brotherhood. Yeah, I think there's also this element in an institution that there's not one person that has all the power. So there's this idea that uh, first of all, people don't want to stand out, but mm-hmm. also it's a shared guilt. It's kind of like groupthink. Mm-hmm. And so there's not one person that can takes responsibility and so doesn't feel the, all the guilt. Do you know what I mean? I think so. Um, like if, you know, if eh, it's this idea that if there's a, a crowd of people and you're all watching, watching something awful happening, it takes one person obviously to do something and then everyone else follows. But if no one does anything, everyone feels like the other person's going to do it. They don't have to do it. So I think there's a lot of people just sort of turning their back saying it's not my problem it's I didn't do it it's not you know it's not my job to to you know make a problem for the institution so the brotherhood is is also in a way becomes this collective um way of sort of just uh hmm, 
No one's taking full responsibility, yeah. I guess is yeah. my point. Which um, is, to me, you know, the antithesis of, of, of what the church is supposed to be about, about yeah. what Christianity is supposed to be about. Yeah. What Christ's message was supposed to write. The pushback. He was crucified for heaven's sakes. Where, 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 how did that not come into your theological training? I know. This is about raising bigger questions. I know. Ideological questions about what the hell is going on out there. And the sad thing is, I mean, there's obviously a lot of good priests and a lot of, uh, you know, good Catholics and good and very, and good priests, you know, people who, who we should look up to. And, and so, these perpetrators have also uh, brought down an entire institution that has mm. some good parts, you know? So mm. it becomes everybody has been painted with the same brush. Now, when I see a priest walking down the street, you know, you look twice. You don't, I wouldn't want my daughter being alone with that person, uh, you know? And it's, that's kind of, that's, so not only are there, the whole institution has been, has been um, well, I love, I uh, love destroyed. The I don't know who it was at the end, too, near the end of the film, who raised the notion of institutional complicity. I mean, that, that, that's the title of an essay. Yes. It should be written. That's the book that should be written. I mean, and, yeah. and many have been, I'm sure. Yeah. But how, again, we're back to that question of the brotherhood and yeah. if anyone had any guts. How does it become that complicit? This, how does group, and that's the bigger question, I think, for us all with respect yeah. to my work, you know, international development, extreme mm-hmm. poverty, how, you know, where, where is the political will, you know, where the complicity are, you know, child labor laws, how come we don't have better ones, you know, these, these kinds of things, you know, this, this, this generic willingness just to say, ah, it's not my problem. Yeah. 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 And, and maybe a sense that it, you know, what could you do anyway? Right. Right. You know? Right. 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 You right. can complain right. and then yeah. it falls on deaf ears. There's that element. Um, so, so beautiful, beautiful segue into the line about you'll never see the change come from within side mm. of church. Mm-hmm. Do you having now, you know, you've done tons of interviews, I would imagine would, would, you know, and, and articles and Q and A's and so on. And, and mm-hmm. do you think that's true? Uh, I think some change has to come within the church, but I think that change should be being open to an outside uh, oversight to some extent. Mm. Um, certainly something simple, like if, if, uh, someone comes forward with a, 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 a complaint about a priest, the first thing that they should do is go to the police, not to the, you know, the church hierarchy. Um, there's no reason why if, if a pre, if there's a complete, a complaint against a priest or a nun or whoever it is in the institution, they should go to the police. That's what the police are there for. It's a criminal act. It's not. Uh, it's not something you can deal with within right. the institution. So I think, in a sense, change has to come from it within. But the, I think that change is about opening themselves up to uh, transparency and to some over uh, some oversight, certainly around any criminal acts for sure. Um, so I think it's. Uh, you know, I think that, and, and in fact, the 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 Pope just recently, it was like two weeks ago, has has. Uh, actually in fact done that he's now said that um if before there was some sort of thing that could that cloaked bishops from not going not not revealing people who had been um uh, accused of 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 uh, of abuse um now they've taken the the pope has said that doesn't exist anymore if you hear about it you have to go to the authorities right 
So, I mean, that's, a, I think, a step in the right direction. Sure, yeah. So speaking of steps in the right direction, and I mean, mm -hmm. as, as, like any great film, any great doc, it's, it's layered and about so many things. For me, this is about choices and responsibility and freedom and all of that. And, um, um, are you guys, I mean, and, and, and we talked about sort of that hopeful kind of conclusion almost. Yeah. People are feeling that sense of, oh, wow, there we, things are getting a little better. Yeah. Would, would you say that after uh, the, the, the amount of time and effort and energy you guys and the research and all of that that you put into this, this these stories, these yeah. important stories, where, 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 where do you sit? I'm not, I'm not sure I can answer that. I mm. think that Rob... Uh, the lawyer who's really on the inside of this and still right. is could answer it better than I. I mean, uh, because I still feel like every time I open the paper, there's more stories. Right. Right. Um, so was his, line, was his line, the? it was all about exposing the enablers. Yeah. 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 Patrick well, says that too. Patrick. So that's the other thing is that, is that um, I think what a lot of survivors want is that those who covered up, Right. or didn't do anything, that they should also be responsible and they should be exposed or they should be excommunicated or, or you know, there should be consequences, essentially. Right. So, uh, you know, I think it's a good thing that people are talking about it. This, you know, this film probably couldn't have been made 20 years ago um, because, you know, either most survivors at that point, you know, weren't talking. But I think also even on the church's side, um, you know, uh, with the Bazillions, for example, to Father Katowski's credit, he came on camera and he talked. And I think probably two, even two years ago, he would have done that. You, know? you, you, you had a, a response, um, what do you call it now, legally, an appeal, the appeal yeah. uh, and the question and the response. I mean, I just, I just, I, I sighed. I went, oh, come on, you got to be kidding me. You know, uh, the, the line of, um, yeah, I'm afraid I can't really answer that. You know, when you even hear the off yeah. legal counsel just made it that much stronger by the way yeah having that wasn't and you know interesting enough that wasn't legal counsel off camera that was oh. another priest oh fascinating yeah okay yeah that okay. was another bazillion another bazillion well that um, just made it harsher yeah. it made it more impersonal anti-relational where's the human element where's yeah. the love in that you know yeah. what i mean like i know you guys love your neighbors you know? i know i know you know, that was when we heard that they had appealed, uh, it was uh, pretty heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. And but from Rod and Rob's perspective, they totally expected it. And that's right. kind of sad, you know, that, that, they, um, they, that they expected it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, early on in the film, too, you t uh, um, one of the um, fathers, I think, said that the same guy, I think, actually talked about mediation not being successful in a mm -hmm. lot of these cases, which again is also really unsettling, troubling and disappointing on so many levels. Well, mediation is, uh, uh, in the particular mediation with Rod's case wasn't successful because Rod ultimately didn't want to settle. Um, that's why it wasn't successful. So right. they kept but, trying but to give him more been, money. It could have been had they come in with a, I guess I'm going to say a more gracious or generous yes, approach, right? And yeah. that, I guess that's, yeah, yeah, right. Well, with Rod, it was, it was I think if they had responded in, uh, with love and kindness right, right off the top <laughs> instead of sort of yeah. legal and numbers. And I think Rod, right at the beginning, was put off 
by the attitude right. that he felt was coming from the other side instead of a, a genuine sense of we're, you know, we're sorry this happened to you. We are, we take responsibility. You know, we, we hit him. We allowed him to continue his abuse. I mean, that's sort of, that's what I think he really wanted to hear. And when he wasn't getting that, he thought, well, to hell with them. I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't yeah. care what, what kind of money they're going to throw at me. I'm going to go public. Yeah. <laughs> Buckle up. Um, yeah. Cornelia, we get, we're probably going to wrap up in a couple minutes here. And, okay. and, and um, I really, really have appreciated uh, your time today talking about, about the, the film and Prey and so on. I, I, and I, I hope this is an okay way to sort of kind of wrap up the conversation for at least today anyway. Mm-hmm. And certainly, obviously, this is an ongoing conversation. And as I think Rob points out, this is about as he's picketing outside the church at the end. He's, this is about public awareness. This is mm-hmm. about getting word on the street and, 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 and asking better questions and, and going to the authorities and external committees and all these things. Yeah. Um, can you comment on this notion of sharing in somebody else's pain? I mean, Mike, Mike mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I've, worked in the development sector for years. I mean, I think that's part of it. It's it's about raising awareness about in, indigenous issues here in Canada and about leveling that playing field. And it's going to yeah. take us a long time to get there. How, how do we do that? You know, and I think that's what your film is about. I mean, yeah. you, you're, you know, whether Roger Ebert, empathy making machines movies, yeah. are, right? So, so, so that's, I hope that's what, I would imagine that's what you guys had in mind. So yeah. Yeah. Sort of I think you do it. I guess you do. I mean, it, every situation is different, but I think right. you do it sort of one person at a time. I mean, right, right. Yeah. I, it's interesting because uh, hmm. with Prey, for example, uh, we have heard from survivors after seeing the film who have never talked about what happened to them and then start sharing their story either with us or with Rod and these are people who have been buried it also for 10, 20, 30, 40 years right. and are starting to come out. So it's and giving people license. It gives people license. And it also, they, they realize they're not alone. Right, sure. Uh, that there is, uh, there's no shame in what happened to them is really mm-hmm. important because they have lived with shame for so long. The shame should not be with survivors. Shame should be with the institution, with the, with the perpetrators, with the people who covered it up. And I think um, that's where the that's where if the film or us as filmmakers can say, "Hey, we want to hear your story. There's no shame in what happened to you," you know, that uh, to share it, we hope will help heal you. You don't have to share it, but and I think just watching the film for a lot of people uh, who had who are survivors uh, was an opportunity to open up a little bit. Uh, open their pain up a little bit. I, lo- I love this idea of one person at a time. Yeah. Um, I mean, what I heard there too is this idea of, uh, and I think for what, I think if if anyone ever looks back on my podcast and, and looks for some sort of thematic component, I hope it's this notion of how, how do we become better listeners, and 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 I I get that from this film, you know, yeah. that story and and from Rod and we need we need to empathize. We yeah. need to we need to step in other people's shoes, no matter who it is, and say, yeah. you know, how how can I share in that with you? And and I mean, isn't that what's going to get us, us to, yeah. to a better world? A better yeah, place? yeah. And I do think, I mean, for me, my philosophy, especially with documentaries, but with everything, is that the way to change a person's mind is through their heart. Mm. So if you get get people to feel, if you get to op- get people to open up in their hearts, 
their mind will follow. You know, that's that's my feeling. That's you know so. what? Every day I look for a sound bite and I think you just gave me the one I oh, Okay. Yeah, that's really that's great. <laughs> so tell us a little bit as we just wrap up here, tell us where where we can see the movie, where where can we access that if we're in the US or Canada? And I think you said something earlier about global distribution. Yeah. Uh in Canada you can see it on TBO. Uh, it streams on TBO. It's also going to be airing on Knowledge Network uh, in the next couple of months. I don't have a date yet, but oh, okay. soon. And then in the States, it's playing on iTunes and a bunch of other platforms, which I can't remember off the top of my head, but iTunes is the main one, so you can get it on iTunes. And then uh, we just signed with an international distributor, and hopefully you'll see it everywhere else in the world uh, sometime this year. That's amazing. Well, that's fantastic. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time uh, today. We've been talking with Cornelia Principe, the uh, producer, one of the producers on on the new film, Matt Gellar's new film, Prey. Uh, you just heard where you can see it. Make sure you get out and see it. It's an important and compelling film. And, and I really do hope uh, it goes global <laughs> in every uh, possible way. Cornelia, thank you, thank you. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. Take care. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.